insanities in government conspiracies But I've seen none of the above If I did, I think I probably would run a million miles Lose my little mind Hello everybody and welcome along to another episode of X-Files Talk X-Files, the only podcast that uses the phrase artificial intelligence to describe college graduates who use the word literally incorrectly. I'm your host, <laughs> David Harwood, and joining me this week from xfiles.news, I have Royley. Hi, Roy. Hello, thank you for having me. Thank you for being here, and we were supposed to be joined by Jess as well, but she cannot uh, be with us today. Yep, no, so it's just me to make snarky comments. <laughs> <laughs> so we miss you Jess, I hope everything is going okay and looking forward to speaking with you soon So this week's episode, um, I have to pull it up to make sure I get it correct is <laughs> RM9SBG9FreeZXJZ uh, yes. So we'll call it RM9 for short um, but basically um, that is actually, I need to make sure I get this correct Base64 code, um, mm -hmm. translation of the word followers that is correct. Um, and my very basic understanding of base 64 is that it's like a way to transmit um, like text by like converting it or I'm not sure why. I don't ever need to know why. Um, but basically computers. So they decided to go with like a computer language, I guess. Um, and then the uh, opening credits, uh, the tagline was written in base 64 too and that was just the truth is out there yeah just, i'm not gonna read that no. one out <laughs> nope <laughs> it's not necessary and here on out i was just gonna call it followers because <laughs> it's even like rm9 is annoying so <laughs> um as it was like as we were live tweeting i was like copy paste every time because i just couldn't i didn't want to mess it up you know so yeah so um, we've been off the we've been off the air for the last two weeks because of the Olympics and no new X Files. So we're finally back. Uh, we've had this episode now. We have two more episodes after this, and then we have My Struggle Four. Um, <laughs> I love how you're all excited, and then My Struggle Four. <laughs> so um, we're back. Uh, this will probably be a, a pretty quick podcast because it's a pretty lean episode. Not a whole lot of stuff to dive into. Um, oh to discuss Mulder and Scully some deep conversations they had in this episode oh yes there's some great quotes in this one and mm. uh, if you want snappy dialogue don't hire women writers I guess that's the the message here Chris <gasps> I don't know <laughs> who knows who Chris thinks <laughs> I, I could just thought. imagine Avi listening to this <laughs> um I will say, actually, if you haven't been to xfiles.news and read Avi's recap and interview uh, to go along with this episode, go ahead and do that because it's a really, really good one. Yeah, um, she talked to Kristen and Shannon and they both had a lot of interesting things to say. Yes, it's a good write-up. It really is. Um, so this episode is written by Kristen Cloak and Shannon Hamblin. It's uh, directed as well by Glenn Morgan. Um, it, you know, It's a pretty lean episode. Um, obviously, one of the concepts behind this one was to be pretty dialogue free behind it mm -hmm. um it just like felt like they were like let's do something different and like that was like the basis that they built the episode in on as opposed to like i have this idea 
let's make it into a different type of episode. I don't know if that makes sense. Yes. But it, yeah. it kind of feels like, oh, like, look at this. It's so new and fresh. Like, I don't need you to tell me that. Like, that should be apparent and it should just come through through the episode. And I think there was an issue balancing that at that time. So, yeah, I wanted to start this off by saying, um, yeah, I quite like this episode went online and I saw there was a lot of people that really, really did not like this episode. Um, I mean, there have been some bad episodes of the X-Files. I think this is, like, further away from that. Like, there's... Remember, like, Bad Law with, like, the butt genie? I mean, that was a weird episode. <laughs> so. So, yeah, I mean, for me, um, I mean, I think a lot of the people that are not liking this episode, from what I can gather, it's either stuff that... Why has Scully got her own house? Or um, this doesn't—you know—why are they sitting in silence at the restaurant? That's not Mulder and Scully. And then uh, down as things as far as, or why are the ice cubes shooting out of her freezer in that direction? And, <laughs> or why is the 3D printer shooting off gun, shooting off bullets? That's not how these things work. So, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna get that deep into something as to why it's technically not accurate, um, let me remind you that you're watching um, an hour of entertainment television this is not um how things but work there have been other episodes that have like tried a lot harder to make things make sense and like especially like this season i thought this um the episode glenn morgan's um like it felt like he really went back and like tried to like properly like weave it into the back history and it felt like it kind of fit really well and that's how i felt um and here it just seems like they just threw stuff in to like you know it wasn't based off of the characters or stuff like that like why does skelly have this like giant house that's also made of apartment the number on the outside is wrong as opposed to what's in the episode and then she has all these like pots and like ceramic vases like when did she have time to buy all these ceramic vases and when did her style change so much I want to know why she has all these ceramic vases because there's a lot of them. Well, there's presumably like she goes to the same shop as the women from All Things, and you know, yes. she just... I don't know. <laughs> there are just so many like little inconsistencies that were just distracting and just not necessary. Like a little bit of work would have made it work better, I thought, in some areas in terms of like the like the smaller inconsistencies. You know, like. It just there's a bunch of stuff that I don't know. Like why? <laughs> I know David like ad libbed the line. He's like, "Why is your house so nice?" But then if that's gonna be in there, why hasn't he been to her house? Why did she move from last season? Why is she suddenly in Bethesda, Maryland? You know, what's up with the car situation? Is that an FBI car? What? Because it's registered in DC. Mulder lives in Virginia. Scully lives in Maryland. You know, I just have many questions. <laughs> not, it just doesn't. Why? Why? So we talked a little bit about this online, and we agreed that it works best if you view this episode in a vacuum. Yeah, um, outside of everything else, which you kind of have to, just because of the stylistic choices of it. You know, the fact that they are not talking at all um, for no reason, and uh, there was yeah, there was one review I I saw. I think it was IndieWire or somewhere. Um, that sort of said, you know, this has been done before, like on Buffy years ago, the episode Hush, but there was a reason for there being no dialogue in that episode. This one, it just seems like a purely, let's see how much X-Files we can do without talking. 
Yeah. Like, that was the point of them doing it, as opposed to them being like, we have a story that involves limited dialogue, you know, let's tell it to the best of our ability. It's like they were, it was like a gimmick, kind of. It was a gimmick, but Exos has done gimmicks before. I mean, we had the Burt Reynolds as God episode, which is kind of like a musical, and yeah, not not the best example, because it's not the greatest episode, but, (laughs) uh, you know... Exos has done this where we've had these quirky kind of stylistic choices and stuff. Yeah, but they like work better. Like Bad Blood was quirky and that 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 works so well. Well, Bad Blood like, is one of the best written episodes yeah. of the show. It's, you know, that's one where it's absolutely all about the characters and if Vince did not get the characters, that episode would have completely fallen flat. This one does not really rely on the characters so much. It's more of just um an experience and stuff. Um Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think it it does a good job of what X Files has traditionally done, which is taking an idea based on either just something that everyone experiences in their life or some sort of idea of science, and then going, well, what if this happens, and and building a whole story around it. I mean, for for forty five minutes of TV, I thought it was you know entertaining to sit there and be all you know I could watch this episode with my kids and be like, oh yeah, the robots are attacking them because Mulder didn't tip him. Um, you know yeah i mean it, it still like works as a story and it wasn't like the greatest episode but it was still entertaining like i still enjoyed watching it and certainly there were some like just like really like stellar little moments where like they both just like totally hit the characters perfectly um and then david and jillian helped bring out that i really liked so yeah it's not just nitpicking <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, yeah yeah i thought it was you know put together in terms of you know the cinematography and the production design it's very sort of sterile and futuristic sort of you know giving a nod to like the the high-tech sort of aspects of it i don't think this is you know i'm I'm defending the episode against those people that you know i've seen just really violently hate this episode it doesn't deserve violent hatred just like you know, some questioning here or there. Yeah, and, <laughs> and that's fine. If you want to, if you want to get that deep on this one, I don't think this is one of those episodes where we're really invited to get that deep on it because it's not. Well, see, this is the X Files, and everyone is invited to get that deep because <laughs> that's some, what we've done. Sometimes you just need years. to switch off your mind and just enjoy it. You know, no. enjoy it for what it is. And I know there's only so many episodes left, but. Would you rather another Chris Carter mythology or this? Oh, well, obviously no, but, like, you know, Chris and Cloak and, and Shannon Hamlin, like, they, they did a good job. Like, it's about time we had more female writers, especially after they, like, didn't even bother last time. But, like, I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're just, like, you know, they're like, you know, we need more women. Like, who here is married to a woman? Glenn, you are married to a woman. And she happens to write with you. Like, Does she you have know, a computer? Like, Does she have ten fingers? <laughs> yeah, I mean... We're horrible, uh, oh my god. <laughs> you know, there are plenty of, like, hugely well-known, well-talented female writers who... I'm sure, like, weren't even considered by Chris Carter. And not that these two, like, shouldn't have been. But, like, especially when it came out. Like, I mean, it's like that. So they were just like, oh, who do we know that knows a woman? Like, you know, I would have liked to have had the show, like, more naturally just build that in. You know? But Chris Carter has a little bit of a boys club going on these days. Or really forever. But that's because TV in general tends to have a boys club going on. Yes, so. yes. 
No, Exos has never been um, known for its diversity in no. in, in any regard. So they're like, here are these like white people from Vancouver, and they are the only ones in your show. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, not a lot of you know. I mean, there's X. <laughs> He's like the token black guy for until they kill him. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I mean, technically, you had Red Rum. You know, he that episode was like based on him and Doggett. But like, I mean, there's just not. It's just like a bunch of white people for the most part, and usually white men. And then Skelly <laughs> with her red hair, like jumping up to be seen in like the crowd of tall white dudes. <laughs> but. Yeah, so, it's actually changed now. So, so I mean, what did you think of this episode overall? I mean, obviously, there's lots of stuff to nitpick there. There's stuff that we can say is not quite in character. It's more Jillian's laugh than Scully's laugh. Yes. Um, you know, a lot of stuff like that. But when you watched the episode for the first time, did you watch it on TV, or did you see? Had you been able to see I a preview of this? I watched it. No, I watched it while live tweeting, so I didn't watch like really any of it. <laughs> I I had to go back and rewatch it because I missed like half of it. Yeah, this is uh, one where you have to be watching. You can't just yeah. <laughs> uh, I went I went back and rewatched it, and you know I kind of enjoyed like bored Mulder and Scully sitting around dealing with a phone tree, and they were a lot nicer than I would have been. Um, when like the machine comes in, like thank you for waiting. You're like, God damn it, stop talking to me. <laughs> you know, like you just don't want to deal with it. They they did a, handled it a lot better. Um, I thought that was like an interesting, fun little look. Um, the fandom as a whole has really enjoyed Skelly's pink vibrator. Um, I thought that was really well done. It was fun. It's in character. It's like people are like, but why? She has Mulder, and like I don't know. It's natural and healthy. You know, girls should get some if she wants to. Um, but I, Jillian, when she picked it up, like look on Skelly's face was just great. She's like, yep, I'm just gonna slip this in a pocket, and I loved. Mulder's reaction to it and then I thought the end scene was just pretty adorable so I mean I'll take that anytime um but you know that brings us back to like Mulder and Scully like they kind of got back together in Babylon but then JK not really Scully moves somewhere else again and it's just <laughs> bullshit way they treat their relationship like we're not here waiting for the mythology you know there's nothing left there you might as well like treat the characters properly and it's just inconsistent and annoying and tiring and like what's the problem with them being together at this point because like they are you know i mean like it, J david and jillian seem to think they are it's also been 25 years it's just uh like they like the conversation plus one it makes no sense so <sighs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense like Mulder oh he's been depressed maybe that's what broke them up but we're not going to address it at all like there was one line discussing it and, like that was it <laughs> yeah, he doesn't seem depressed he yeah and, and the idea that she's like oh are you taking your meds Mulder and the idea that some type of like severe clinical depression would just like go away after like a couple weeks with medication I find pretty funny um, because that's really not how it works at all. Um, and certainly anyone who's like been through that could attest to it. But you know, there's just all these things. They're just like, 
not paying attention to or they're oh it doesn't matter and oh, the inconsistencies are fine you know like cigarette smoking man was blasted in the face by a missile yeah. from a helicopter he was, he, it literally it, says he is dead in the script dead like once and for all it says that in the script and chris is like no no we meant it all along that he would come back he's literally okay. dead <laughs> <laughs> yes that's the proper usage of literally right there. He was literally dead. And they're like, oh, I'll just bring him back. Oh, whatever. Yeah. I, I, just, I think after, after you keep bringing him back from the dead so many times and after that, I mean, that's why I'm just, you know, it's just like water off a duck's back now. All these other inconsistencies that you're complaining about that other people are railing against this episode. It's like, yeah, but cigarette smoking, man. I mean... So, I, you know, I, you can go into it. And because it's a standalone, I think that... I'm not going to lower my me, standards because no, Chris Kyder has raised, hasn't raised his, you know? I know, but, I know, like, but, I but for me as a viewer, it's easier to just go with it and just accept that and stuff. And when you're going into more of mythology sort of stuff, well, you know, the stuff with William, I guess, you know, uh, we had that episode very recently and that was pretty well done. You know, the Chris Kyder stuff at the moment is just off the wall, just batshit nonsense. Yeah, I thought James Wong did a good job, especially as someone who wasn't involved in that storyline at all back in the day. Yeah, and even like the last episode, Kitten, you know, it's okay. I was kind of nervous that we're going into Skinner's background and, you know, what happened to him in Vietnam and just praying that it wasn't, oh, yeah, he encountered some monster out in Vietnam and he just never thought to mention it to Mulder and Scully this whole time. So it wasn't quite that bad. Um, but you, you can kind of go with it. So I, I just got to pick and choose at this point what I can get really sort of annoyed with, with the show, I suppose. And the primary thing that I want is to be entertained at this point and to have a good hour of television. And I felt like this episode delivered. Was it perfect? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. But, you know, we've had some dire episodes this season. <laughs> and I will not count this among them. So... Yeah, no. On that scale, it gets a thumbs up. Um, You know, I'm not going to... This is one of those episodes which I'm like, yeah, okay, that was a good episode. I I will call it a good episode as opposed to a Mm -hmm. bad episode. It's probably not one I'm going to go and revisit time and time again. But for what it was, I thought it was good. And we had a lot of kind of Easter eggs in there for the fans, like uh, Scully's password for the home security being Queequeg. Um, and I think that her passcode is like terrible. Four numbers that are her birthday. She needs to improve upon that because that's just not secure at all. <laughs> yeah, she's she... a federal agent. She should know about like security stuff. <laughs> yes. Um, and there was the bit with the the bug that flew into the zapper. I'm not sure if that was maybe a little nod to War of the Coprophages. Yeah, I was wondering because it just seemed kind of out of place otherwise. Yeah, there's no like point to there. it otherwise. Yeah. Also, Mulder leaves his door unlocked, again, with the security consciousness. Maybe he figures that, like, anyone who wants to get in will get in? I don't know. <laughs> I went back and rewatched I picked up on all these details to annoy you with. <laughs> <laughs> this is one episode where I was like, I, I don't care. I mean, I don't care if it's inconsistent. You know, it, it, it entertained me. I mean, they, if you're not going to speak for the whole episode, I don't see how you can then argue that 
um, well, Mulder not locking his door is inconsistent when <laughs> he's just sat through an entire sushi dinner and not uttered one syllable to the love yeah. of his life sitting right next to him. So Yeah, I mean, they could have, like, kept it... Like, I think they could have done that scene a little better, like, had it... Lo- I think you need to add a little bit more dialogue, but I think you could have had, like, a really just, like, quiet, you know, eating together type of deal with just, you know, it just seemed slightly... Off. It's like it's like you could tell when David and Jillian like stop themselves from saying more because they're like, oh, we're not saying anything. Um, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, just thinking now off the top of my head, just since you said that, I mean, because we have that lovely scene at the end where they're together and they're surrounded by you know other people in you know just a typical regular diner. Mm-hmm. And even if they'd started this episode with like them sitting in silence because they've just had an argument or something like that, and they're kind of both annoyed at each other, and that even kind of goes away with the whole theme of how life is better when you actually interact with people rather than machines. Mm-hmm. Um, so to have them just sitting there in silence for no reason, yeah, I think just give the people a reason as to why they're not talking, and yeah, because maybe they, they will only... be better discover that they're being tracked like a significant while later you know it's not until Mulder shows up at Scully's house slash apartment slash inconsistency that you know they're like he realizes that you know they're listening or reading their lips or you know what the hell ever they're doing you know so there it just doesn't make sense like you said but you know not I, I mean I still enjoyed it not gonna like frequently go back to it but still like very solid as an episode i thought so yeah i liked it better than um kitten which was another i thought like reasonably decent episode yes Uh, yeah it was i think i'm about on par with that one you know it's a very decent episode very well done (laughs) is it going to be one of my favorites no but it was it was good like it's like not my like top 50 x-miles episode it's probably in the middle 100 somewhere and then you've got like the bottom 50 of questionable episodes which there probably aren't 50 of them but um depends you know. who you talk to <laughs> yeah i mean i should really rank them someday when i have that type of time because people always ask you like what's your favorite episode and i'm like take a seat yeah i could get, i could give a handful of favorite episodes but yeah i, I, don't, I think it'd be impossible to rank all 220 so yeah no i think you'd have to have like distinct criteria and that would just be really difficult to do with some of the nuances of the episodes although i do know if i were going to be stranded on like a deserted island i can only bring one thing i bring fight the future because it's got everything yes so. i haven't watched that in years i need to go back and rewatch that it is my favorite i love it jess and i obviously love it um uh, it's just like everything you love about the x-files in a giant package where they spent lots of money to make it. And just like so solidly entertaining. Plus I know other words. So <laughs> <laughs> you wanna tell yourself that so you can't you can't conscious, you can't, but you're wrong. Why did they send me in the first place, mother? Yeah, I won't, but I guess. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> um. So, um yeah, I mean I'm I'm struggling. What what do we say about this episode? I mean I think we've kind of said everything that needs to be said about this episode. I mean, I, I like the kind of idea behind it, mm-hmm. you know, that the Internet of Things just absolutely terrifies me. And I know I've yeah. said on this podcast this season that 
you know, I refuse to get an Amazon Alexa or something like that. Can that yeah. is just sitting Listening there all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't get why people are embracing some of this technology. It just seems crazy to me. I mean, I'm into gadgets and stuff as much as anyone, but mm-hmm. it just seems like some of this stuff is just a, uh, you know, a step too far for people to just be rushing at it just because it's something cool and new. And yeah, I don't. I mean, mm, I think at this point. I mean, I don't have, like, an Alexa, although I have Siri, and you can turn off and on to, like, if I were to say, hey, Siri, she would, like, pop up. Um, So she has to be listening for the words, hey, Siri, at all time. Um, But, like, it would be impossible to escape, like, digital tracking at this point. Like, if they're not going to get me through, like, Alexa, they'll get me through my phone, or they'll get me through my computer, or, you know, like it was just impossible to like totally dissociate it. So I I think there needs to be better like regulation of some of that. And I think as we get into artificial intelligence, you know, we've seen all the warnings. We're going to promptly ignore all the warnings and make some like probably serious mistakes with it. And like, hopefully it doesn't turn into a Terminator situation, but I guess we'll find out. (laughs) So Skynet is coming. Although I'm looking forward to, to um, John Doggett as the Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> bring back John Doggett, however yeah. you do it. Just bring him back at this point. Uh, maybe that's what the Exiles needs, is just this killer robot who can morph into Metal Goo and just kill everybody and just put an end to things. That might yeah. not be the worst scenario. Uh, but yeah, I mean, but you, you talk about that, you know, and people just you know rush out and get this new technology and not really think about anything it's kind of like when scully got the little vacuum thing and you know wasn't expecting it but sure i'll open it up and, and just let it wander around my house and uh... <laughs> yeah and it was mapping her apartment too like if you look at the screen at one point it's like apartment mapping and it shows like the whole layout of yeah um... it was just good that you know this episode exists making people a little bit more paranoid about all this new type of technology in our everyday lives and you know, and, you know, we grew up at an age where we used to rewind cassette tapes and stuff. And yeah, I just like, yeah, I, I like that at the end. Let's go back to embracing human connection and analog things. And, uh, mm. you know, just this over-reliance on technology is scary. So that's, yeah, I mean, that's my soapbox. Imagine if like, you know, the power grids to like the greater like New York City area just like went down for like an indefinite amount of time, like people would be like lost. Um, and like electromagnetic weapons, like could be a real problem in the future. You know, it doesn't take a lot to disable communications, you know, and certainly like the military will have their own, but you know, there goes the stock market. Um, but, and I, uh, there was this great, I, I, I used to have this meeting. It was a few years ago. I used to go every week. Um, it was at while I was in college. Um, and it was never on my calendar. I just knew it was there. And I would go every, like, Monday night. Um, and then we'd get to breaks and we wouldn't have it. And I, I would just, you know, be sitting in my apartment at school. I remember my phone popped up with this notification. And it was, like, you know, a few miles down the road that I had to go. I usually took a bus or got a ride with someone. And it it popped up on a night we didn't have it. And it was like, it will take you like seven minutes to get to at this place where the meeting was held. It wasn't in my calendar. You know, I didn't have anything scheduled. It just like knew that on Monday nights at this time, I went to this general area. I thought that was really creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but I, and like every now and then my phone will do that and be like, oh, it'll take, you know, 45 minutes to get home. I was like, excuse me, phone. I didn't ask you how long it would take me to get home. How do you know where I live? You know, so it is, you know, we take a lot of stuff for granted, but there's certain aspects to it that are pretty creepy, you know, since, um, you know, Jessa's, you know, been pregnant, you know, I, I was buying some like baby clothes for her. And now like my entire internet, like advertisers think that <laughs> baby, baby clothes, like <laughs> that's not what I need. I need like refills for like my energy bars or something. You know, I, I don't have a baby, but once you search that stuff once, like everyone knows and I get targeted advertising for it. So I, I toggled my like Google Chrome settings a while back to stop them from doing that because it was creepy. It is. It, I mean, it's crazy how much people are being tracked these days and don't even realize it. And I'm coming, I realize I'm coming across like a paranoid molder right now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, Box, yeah, I just yelling at it. Yeah. I mean, you know, it starts off with people just being buried in their phones all the time and you're just killing any sort of free time with just gazing at their phones and i'm guilty of it too just okay yeah. I, I have five minutes i'm just gonna sit here and i'm just gonna scroll because why what not else you gonna... i know so but, yeah, but you, you know, have to be occupied at all times but that's nothing when you take into consideration then just how much you know infrastructure around us re relies on all this artificial intelligence and stuff now and if something were to happen you know, all of this digital tech is just going to, you know, could just be wiped out or something or malfunction. And that's why you need these older, more analog technologies so that, you know, they're not susceptible to, you know, these kind of attacks that you're talking about. Mm. Um, what else have I got in my notes? Uh, la, 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 la. Oh, the swarm of drones. It reminded me of the movie Batteries Not Included, which if you haven't seen that, kids, go ahead and check it out. I think it might be on Amazon Prime or Netflix or somewhere. I saw it. Have I you seen that seen one? It. No. Although it didn't really seem like scary. They're like little like peewee drones you used to like be able to buy anywhere. I mean, the idea that machines in general are, like, tracking you down. Also, Mulder, again, like, secure your house. Maybe close a window, you know? <laughs> Why are these drones coming inside? Like, where are they getting in from? Clearly, he's, like, left something open, but... I love the fact that he addresses the drone as if it's some nine-year-old kid operating it. Yeah. Just tell it to yeah. get away. And also the fact that he calls his phone Mr. Phone. I thought it was nice yeah. touch. Yeah. Um... No, I mean, there's some, like, really solid, like, fun, especially Mulder. David, like, took this as an opportunity of, like, to, like, really enjoy it. Um, and, I like, some of his just, like, quirky waiting, you know, and it was great with, like, the baseball and the glove and the bat. Like, that was definitely, they gave him something, like, relevant to do. Yes, yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, solid episode. There were a lot of, like, funny, enjoyable parts to it, I think. Some of the inconsistencies are not just like them. I think some of that's like courtesy of Chris Carter on the whole, not saying like, hey, this is what's happening between these people. These are the things we should consider. This is where I want to bring them over the course of the season. Like, you know, just, you know, Chris Carter. I'll stop because we'll, we'll just keep going. I'm not going to have it. We can have this conversation again in a couple weeks or a few weeks. But not now. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're counting down. So, um, 
we have two more episodes left after this one. Uh, we have Familiar next week, which I saw the preview at the end of this week's episode. Mm-hmm. And it's the first preview I've actually seen because I've been trying not to... I'm trying to let myself be as surprised as much as I can. Um, mm-hmm. but that looks... It looks good. It looks like a creepy episode. Yeah. So that'll be nice. Uh, the um, the plot, if for people who don't know, is Mulder and Scully investigate the brutal animal attack of a little boy in Connecticut while suspecting darker forces are at play. It's written course. by Benjamin Van Allen. Um, directed by Holly Dale. So they brought another female director in for that. Um, it was shot as uh, 1109, but it's going to air 1108. Um and I suspect that's because it probably doesn't set the right tone going into My Struggle 4, whereas Nothing Lasts Forever, while it's going to be gruesome, I think there's going to be some interesting character progression. So, we'll see. Ooh. Yeah. Plus, uh, Nothing Lasts Forever was written by Karen Nielsen, so I, I am actually really looking forward to see what she wrote. And then it was directed by Jim Wong, um, and, you know, I think Jim Wong's, you know, hit the nail on the head for me for the you know past couple seasons i've really enjoyed his stuff obviously he's just directing this time but i am really interested to see where it goes plus there's that church scene actually there it looks like i think there's two church scenes and that's why i'm here is for this church scene so Mulder says i've always wondered how this was going to end i have two Mulder. it's probably not going to end the way i think it would but I've wondered. It's certainly not going to end the way anybody hopes. Yeah. Oh, uh, also, I have a the, the though this is more important to the the timeline. Um, obviously, they shot in the fall in this episode, and you can tell it's fall in Vancouver. But um, Founder's Mutation takes place in May. Presumably, um, this episode takes place at the end of May because it um, says Skinner's birthday is coming up, and that's. June 3rd, I believe, but uh, I, I don't know if we're supposed to think like more time has passed because, no, because it's important because remember Chris Carter with his like, you know, St. Catherine, whatever, and Scully's maybe pregnant thing from plus one, like if it were fall, she would be visibly pregnant. She were pregnant, but I think we're still... She probably, if, if she is, you know, is not going to show if she, currently. If she is pregnant... In her high-tech house, her toilet is going to analyze her urine or something, yeah, and she's going to be well-informed. There was actually a case of, like, Facebook knowing this girl was pregnant, like, before she did, or something like that, a while back. I'm sure there's been multiple cases about it already, but um, algorithms are an interesting, <laughs> an interesting, how they know this stuff is just crazy. So. Yeah, also, I think that yum is my new, I want to play. Yum. I would like to get that whenever I get a text message or something. I think that would be you cool. You can definitely <laughs> set that up. It wouldn't be that hard to do. I used no. to get... Maybe I'll do that when we finish messages. recording this. <laughs> yeah, I used to get... Um, this was like before I had a smartphone, so it would sound terrible, but it was Scully in Fight the Future. Don't think, just pick up that phone and make it happen. It was great. Yeah. Um, one of my old, like flip phones used to have that uh okay i think we pretty much exhausted this one then i told you it was going to be short yeah (laughs) um i will be back next week uh with kava who is um actually en route back from x fest 
with Avi right now as we record this, so I'm sure she'll have a lot of uh, news and updates on that. Um, but in the meantime, go to xfiles.news and check out their Facebook and stuff when you can see a lot of videos and pictures um, from the last couple of days. Yeah, Facebook and, and Twitter definitely have all that up. I assume some of the better stuff is still kind of in post-production <laughs> waiting. Um, but, you know, that will go up on the main site as well in, you know, in the next several days. So so keep an eye out there and uh, we'll get the uh, report from Caver on that next week as well when we'll discuss Familiar. And I'm just looking at our schedule and my struggle for is coming up way too soon <laughs> for my liking it's, it's very close and i feel like you know i know it's coming up but like the like emotional weight to the idea that the x-files is like definitely ending like i've just been so busy dealing with the x-files airing that i haven't like let that sink in i feel like we're all in for a small panic attack in a week or two so yeah, so we had the Olympics delay as well, and you know we talked about this on the podcast. Uh, I don't know if it was the last episode or the one before that, um, just kind of our thoughts on this show coming to an end and stuff. And I feel like now we've had that break, I've kind of cleared my head of that a little bit. So maybe if I was in that headspace, maybe that's why people are hating on this episode so much. Is just because they are hyper aware that there's not much left at all now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing that I'm not in that space right now. But yes, uh, my struggle for I think that's, that's going to be one like, of the books. <laughs> it's going to be 2 a.m. on a sheep farm in Wales when I like deal with this. So I can't wait. It's going to be great. I'm going to disturb the sheep. <sighs> Lack of we'll internet see. connectivity might be uh, something oh, good for no, no, no. in that scenario. No. I'm, no, I need the internet to be able to watch, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I'll just be out there with, like, a little satellite dish, like, desperately trying to get a signal. Um, but, you know, don't worry. I have downloaded every episode. I have it all with me. So if I don't have the internet, I'll just rewatch the X-Files. All right, folks. That's you lot. Um, we'll be back next week. Uh, Kaver and I will be here talking familiar. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you so much, Roy. Thank you for having me. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. You have been listening to X-Files Talk X-Files. To tip your host, please download our bonus episode by donating $5 at xfilestalkxfiles.com. We learn from you. I did.